beep beep Richie. <laughs> I realize that I might be strangers to some of you, so let me introduce myself. I am Pennywise the Dancing Clown, sitting in for Mike Bauman. Ooh. On this Halloween week episode of Bauman's Breakdown. You want a balloon, don't you, Georgie? All right, that was a little creepy, but I, I am still here. This is oh, Mike I Bauman. I, 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 got, I got chills up the back. Did I give you that. chills? Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a bad impression of it, was it? You've seen that movie, mm-hmm. right, Pennywise? Yes. But uh, anyway, everybody, this is <laughs> this is Mike Bauman coming at you again from Rossford, Ohio, for episode five of Bauman's Breakdown. We're just moving right along here, and I am with my boss slash producer, Mike Jameson, as always. We we both look look real uh, sprightly this early in the morning here in Rossford. Yeah, you get that way when you have a 19-year-old daughter. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it's another late night in the in the Rossford household. And you just didn't, didn't know where she was? You were yeah, a little, yeah, the worried yeah. father? Yes, I'm the worried father. Yeah, well, that's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Sorry. Well, we are, uh, we are in Halloween week now, which, yeah. is, uh, which is crazy. I and can't I put believe... my mask on for you today. You did. Yeah. You did. And by mask, he means the five o'clock shadow with the mullet yeah. and the, uh, the creeper sunglasses <laughs> with like that reddish orange tint and the gold frames, the, uh, the creepy door-to-door guy from 1972. Sure, sure. We are selling encyclopedias. Yeah. The best encyclopedias. Yeah, in our creepy, rickety van with no windows. Which we may be getting the creepy, rickety van back, so I'm kind of excited <laughs> about that. Of course, Mike is referring to his uh, his his longtime Stro, the white Astro van that uh, we do so many of our games at Toledo Sports Network with, uh, doing local high school sports in Toledo, Ohio. and uh, Love the Stro. Yeah. He ain't heavy. It's He's a trooper. my brother. It is a trooper. Yeah. How many miles are on it now? 284,000. Wow. If you get any more life out of that, you definitely got your worth. And the thing still, I mean, when you wash it up and everything, it still looks brand new. That's the weird thing. You know, I mean, there's no rust. The only rust that's on it is on the uh, fuel cap. That's the only place it rusts, that there's rust on it. That's insane. I know. And I mean, it's got real nice rims on it, you know, and uh, it's you get the thing cleaned up, it looks brand new. Yeah. So we got to get it running, though. You, gotta, you can still party in the stro. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Halloween, though. Introducing this show as Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Do you know that my mom let my brother and myself watch that movie? That came out in like 1990 or 91. Yeah. We watched that when we were like three years old. (laughs) Tell me why parents, especially in America, like anytime there was like sex or boobies, my mom would freak out. She'd be like, oh, God, cover your eyes, guys, cover your eyes. Sure, sure, sure. So boobies are, are bad as a child, but a big crazy spooky tooth clown coming out of a drain (laughs) in the shower of a school with fangs morphing into a giant man-eating child-eating spider that was totally okay just isn't right just isn't right you want a balloon don't you georgie (laughs) i mean that was creepy man tim curry God. I don't understand. I don't understand how I, I don't understand how boobies would have been worse for me and how I turned out than than Pennywise the dancing clown. Yeah. That's some creepy, creepy stuff, man. But anyway, 
not creepy stuff. This is uh, part two. If you listened to the episode last week with Steve Dwyer and Ryan Waiten from Tropic Bombs, I thank you. And if you've been listening to the show, thank you very much. As always, you can go to ballmansbreakdown.podbean.com to check out more info. Uh, it's also on iTunes. So just go to iTunes and type in Ballman's Breakdown and you will find me and my, uh, my weirdo Pennywise uh, and various other impressions uh, before we actually kick off the, the juicy parts, which are the actual interviews of the show. But uh, yeah, last week was part one of uh, my interview with Steve Dwyer and Ryan Waiten, the drummer and vocalist, respectively, for local band Tropic Bombs. Uh, if you haven't heard of them, I hope you check them out. Uh, for those of you who are not from the Northwest Ohio, Southeast Michigan area who are tuning into this podcast, wherever you're listening from, uh, you can go to facebook.com slash Tropic Bombs, check out their music, uh, and go to YouTube as well. They've got some videos and some songs up on there, uh, some stuff from their live shows. So today is going to be part two of my interview with Ryan and Steve uh, that that we did back in June, and uh, I'm excited as once again because it's on my my lovely new digital recorder, and I am just so you don't know how geeked out I am about that because my old recorder just the audio quality was you know it was good for for a journalist doing stories uh, you know a young guy you know the hubris of youth so to speak but. I'm a big boy now, and so I invested in a big boy recorder, and that will hopefully add to the uh, the audio quality. And uh, sometimes in the interviews, you're probably going to hear me typing on my computer in the background, but uh, I think that just adds to the to I the uh, does, yeah. to the aroma that Mike and I have with this podcast. And, and if you can picture that aroma, it's one of uh, well, we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> But anyway, today is part two of that interview with Steve and Ryan, and uh, big news for those guys this week. They have a huge show. Uh, we're, we're airing this on a Monday, as always, in lovely uh, Rossford, Ohio, but you guys will be getting it on Friday, which is the day of their big Halloween show. It is uh, the uh, Frankie's Halloween Extravaganza. That's night one. They have uh, a two-part uh, concert going on uh, this weekend uh, with some local acts, the Night one will be Friday, uh, today, October 26, and it's going to be headlined by Tropic Bombs, also featuring El Blanco Diablo, Mr. Perps, and the Absinthe-Minded, and Earth Below Us. The doors are at 9, ticks are $5 if you're over 21, and $7 for everybody under 21, but Frankie's, what's cool about it is that all ages are welcome. Uh, for more information on that show, you can visit frankiesinnercity.com or go to facebook.com slash trafficbombs if you want to try to get tickets from the band. Uh, those guys always have them in advance, but uh, that'll be over at 308 Main Street in Toledo tonight. So if you're looking for some fun stuff to do on uh, Halloween weekend and you don't want to run into Pennywise the Dancing Clown out there on the streets, because God knows what you'll see out there, some of the scary Larrys that'll be running around uh, this week fitting right in with the rest of us dressing up frankie's halloween extravaganza will be going on night one and you'll get to see some some awesome live music by tropic bombs and el blanco diablo with mr perps in the absence minded and earth below us so check that out but before you check that out hopefully you're listening to this today because in this edition of bauman's breakdown we're going to get more into the nitty-gritty of Nuclear Honeymoon, which is Tropic Bomb's debut album. The first episode, we kind of talked about how the band came to be and how Ryan and Steve met. 
And this episode focuses more on just the recording process of Nuclear Honeymoon. Uh, we, we got into some of the lyrics and the different songs, and uh, also on how Tropic Bombs' uh, music has impacted other people. And there's there's been a lot of people locally who uh, who have caught on to these guys. They've, they've become one of the biggest acts locally in the last uh, couple of years in terms of drawing at shows and uh and they've they've had quite the run just in really a short period of time since they got the ball rolling with this as just a studio project four years ago. So today you get some more juicy stuff, uh, and it's just more focused on the actual album itself and, and uh, how it all got put together. And uh, it was, uh, once again, man, it was fun talking to Steve and Ryan. Of course, Mike knows... Uh, the Dwyer family really well. He's done Steve's wedding and his brother's wedding. Yep, yep. And good uh, people. You got something coming up with his pops too, don't you? Next October. Next October, we're gonna put something together for Sylvania High School class nineteen seventy three reunion. Nice. There you go. Going back a few years, isn't it? That'll be right up your alley, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. We yeah. have a good time. They're they 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 appreciate good sound. I mean, they're all musicians. Every single one of them are musicians. And uh, they 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 appreciate uh, the way things are supposed to sound, and I think that's one of the reasons they've been using me as their DJ company because <coughs> we got good sound, you know. They know you know your stuff. Something like that, yeah. But uh, but yeah, these are both uh, these are both really really good guys, and uh, Tropic Bombs as a whole is a is a good band. I've met I've met all but I think two of the guys in the band personally, um, and and I can just especially from talking to Ryan, uh, you know, I. I I know I gushed about him the last episode, but he is really just a, a super down-to-earth guy, as is Steve, and uh, it was awesome of Steve to, to welcome me into his home when we did this interview back in uh, back in June. But it's still relevant because Tropic Bombs is still relevant, and because I have a sweet new digital recorder. I just I like saying it like that because it's got the different digital, digital recorder. Mike, say that one time. Can you say it like that? He doesn't want to say it like that. Digital but anyway i'm going to shut up and give you guys part two of my interview with steve dwyer and ryan waiting from tropic bombs so here she goes enjoy (laughs) 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 now uh this the 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 thing that you know steve was just talking about how we just love playing for the fans and our friends and like Sometimes it's even funny to call them our fans. We just don't think of ourselves that way, you know. Like, <laughs> it's just cool. It's a cool. It's a. It's a flattering feeling, but it's. It's also funny to us because we're like, we're dorks, dude. Like, why do you? <laughs> but you know, um, in fact, though, we we do love. I know personally, as the vocalist in Tropic Bombs, like, there's nothing better than audience participation when someone knows your words or cares about something that you said or wrote. You know, and then get some meaning out of it. Obviously, that's very special. And I mean, um, it was an honor, actually. You know, for me, we, we brought down into this basement for the album. There's some parts where we've noticed we've been playing these songs, even though they're they're newly you know recorded. We've been playing these songs for about a year, most of them. And there's certain parts that everybody, it kind of just happened live, would like yell back at us or chant or whatever. And we said, hey. We should have it that way on the CD because that's what you're going to get when you go to the show. Yeah. And we said we should actually bring in a couple people 
like who aren't in the band who've just been like awesome supporters and have them come do that with us if we want to get it sounding like it does at a show so we brought in like four people that have always just really supported us and uh you know nick john and i all you know came down here and did these vocals with them and you know we put their names and gave them credit and everything and like they were like thank you so much and and i was like no thank you because that's just awesome to feel like you can include them you know it's 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 an awesome feeling man well in in this record it seems like uh like that's why i want to ask you guys too like i mean obviously it's a lot of work putting this together and and you know i know that with once over you're not going to do anything unless you're passionate about it and i'm sure it's the same way when you produce you're not going to touch anything or have your name on something that and and just say oh whatever it's done where's the money or where's whatever do it for the money yeah yeah like i found that the quickest way to get a headache is take on a project that you don't like like you can't like there's no way like because it's not that i don't have to it's just like i want to record as many projects as i can but I just, like, I have two kids, and I have so many commitments that it's like, if I'm going to record a band, I better make sure I like it, because it's just, I can't, you know? And it's like, yeah, the this album was, it was interesting, because it's like, a lot of people think recording an album is just, like, the upfront work that you do, which is, like, you know, like, recording it. The actual part where you convert audio into a digital signal is like this one of the smaller parts of it like you'd think like recording an album is like playing it and it's not recording an album is like writing the songs finding out what you want to do on the record figuring out how like what how fast you want them all this shit what you're going to do what kind of equipment you're going to use recording it is a small little footnote and then getting it all done and then trying to figure out how you're going to put it all together that's like so like recording is like the tip of the iceberg so um, yeah, you definitely have to be passionate because, like, I mean, I don't know about Ryan, but any band I've ever been in, recording is not as fun as you think it is because it's not like you're playing the music like at a show. It's like you're playing, like, you play the music once, and you try to make it perfect, and then you just gotta like fight with it. Like, it's just fighting with it. It's like cooking a meal. It's like <laughs> cooking is fun. That, it's like, yeah, it's like it. cooking is fun to a certain extent, but once you start getting bombarded with shit and you're just like, fuck this, I should have went out. Yeah. But yeah. at the end, you get to eat an amazing it. meal. You get to see it come together and you get to start to smell and you can almost taste it before there it's it done. And this yeah. is the same thing that Steve's talking yeah. about. It's so weird, Steve, because I you literally have that analogy in my head. I was like, it's like preparing a meal. Why do we eat fast food? It's because we don't want to get the ingredients and wash all of them and chop them up and everything. But it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of time. And then you're like, I got to do it right and everything. And this is like cooking a freaking five course two year long meal yeah. before you get to taste it but then you get to share it with everybody and they get to go yeah oh my god you seasoned this well <laughs> yeah and, that, and, that, and that, like, that's the payoff yeah is there's always the light at the end of the tunnel that you look at and that's the only way you can do records i've been doing records for like 15 years and it's like always the same thing it's really exciting up front and then you get to the middle part and it's just like oh my god it's like it's kind of the difference between like oh i should make spaghetti with meatballs and blah 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 blah. oh that sounds amazing oh do i have the stuff do i have the ingredients and you're like yeah let's go to fuzzolis and then you're like fuck why am i doing (laughs) let's go to and then it like comes back around then you're like yes and then but like yeah you get to share this like with everybody for eternity you know and you get to like put your like dent in the map, and that's like, right. and like the other thing that's really cool is, 
like like he said being a singer in another band is like I understand what he's saying like when you like everybody goes you know do you want to be famous someday or like you know like people like to call bands real bands and fake bands like people see bands as like on MTV as like the real ones and like well what discerns a real band from a fake band well yeah. a real band has fans and has CDs and plays concerts for people that know and like them and it's like well name one of those things that Tropic Bombs doesn't do it's like you're like we're playing shows for people that know the words that like the music that much that they buy the CD that it's like so as soon as you do something meaningful like write a song that someone connects to you and they sing it back to you I know the feeling like it's like that's it like that there is no difference between you at that point and Red Hot Chili Peppers it's like you're doing the same exact thing our job is to create art and create an experience for someone and something that someone feels and to entertain them and if you're doing that you're doing nothing different than a band that like sells millions of records so it's like you can always like you're successful as soon as you do that you know it, yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> going off, you know, uh, a different way with this a little bit, I know as far as the, the process of recording this CD, like I said, we've been recording this since October, right. and I mean, this is pretty pretty often, a couple times a week, you know, pretty late into some nights, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how, what was, like, because I, I know you guys had, like, your EP... And you and John have been doing stuff since like 2009, and then you played the songs live. But yeah. like from, from like the finished product on July 10th, that people are going to be able to get. So this started in October and went all the way up to like, like now, pretty much. Yeah, like it's actually it's still not. It's still not even stuff. done. Mike, it, uh, it never ends. It. it, it. <laughs> I, okay, I so I remember. I remember going to Ryan's and bringing some mics over and like and working with Ryan to set the drums up for Jason to record in October and then it was like a blackout until I got I got his board which is actually right there I got his board um probably in April meaning May. meaning I I brought my equipment over because I did all I recorded it all then I brought my equipment over to Steve we transferred it over to him then he took care of the mixing and the mastering okay. and everything so um yeah he laid down the tracks at his at his studio we came to mind sweetened and mixed and all that crap okay so yeah it was like sometime in October I don't remember it was like middle of October I think to or was it no? Yeah, it was October. Yeah, yeah. Was to October. like probably June fifteenth was the last time I gave him the final master. So and actually that's pretty fucking good. Yeah, that's, that's really fucking good. That's really yeah. really good because, and I mean, we have we had the benefit. Uh, I, I don't want to say it like it was any easier, but yeah. we had been playing these songs for a year before we started recording them. Essentially, uh, not a year, but half a year, and. Um, you know, it's funny how this all came about. Like Steve talking about how he was setting up the mics for Jason to record. Because here's what happened: um, we had to make a decision. Mike, we've been in bands for. Uh, I mean, obviously, Once Over has been around for a decade. Yeah. The bands that I've been in, it seems like every goal we'd had, and our goals weren't like get famous, like we've talked about. Our goals were like. Uh, play a show here, uh, open for this band, like, do a tour, like, you know, release some songs. All those we did, and it was always a great feeling. The one thing that we never did over the course of now, yeah, now 10 years, 
is we never released an album ever. And it was because every time we'd have enough material, it's like singer would have to leave or like something. Yeah, and it's and it's frustrating. And this was a big, huge thing. Um, and I remember this is what happened. Uh, we we were doing Tropic Bombs. We're playing with Jason, and in August, in August, we we're we we're we didn't have quite enough for a full album, but we thought. You know what? By like January, February, we can start thinking about recording. Yeah. Thinking about it and doing it, it's a different thing. Well, in August, Jason tells us, "Hey, I gotta let you know. Like in January, I'm gonna be moving to California." So you thought it was like happening all over again? Well, I thought. You know, at first I just thought, "Well, just here it goes." Fucking block. It's just so frustrating, man. It's the most frustrating thing you could ever. And and I mean, this music in Tropic Bombs, I've never been more proud of anything I've ever been part of or created. Ever. So this was like, you know what I thought? I said, oh okay, there's a. <laughs> yeah, Mike's my, in the garbage. <laughs> like, it was expensive uh, in my garbage. Jeez. Um, you know, what happened is I thought, okay, so there's two options here. We're so all about, um, as Steve was saying, we like to. We, we want someone to come to a show, we want them to see what they've heard on the record. Yeah. So we thought, so how does this work? We. I guess what we should do is find a new drummer, have him learn all the stuff, and then record it with him so that that's, you know, how it's going to be live. But, you know, I thought in my head, yeah, right. We're never, ever, ever going to get this thing done. If we don't do it now with Jason, even though he's leaving, we're never going to have anything to show for our 10 years of playing music. We're not going to have something that will stick around for us to show our kids and our grandkids, you know, and all that. So I said, even though it won't be the exact way he plays it live. Let's do it with Jason. Let's do this album, man. Let's let's use it as like this is a uh, I don't want to say a stepping stone. That's it's it's a uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Transition. It's like a it's a, a mark. It's a benchmark. Okay. okay. So this is this is where we are now in our life. This is this is where we've come. There we go. Knowing we're gonna get a new drummer, you know. And the funny thing was. Uh, I don't know if Steve believes this, but like in my mind, the second that Jason said, "Like I'm gonna be leaving," you know, there was that split second. I remember when it happened. I was at Bowling Green in between classes, and I saw that text, and I'm like, "Oh, he texted you." Yeah, he texted me and told me, and oh, that I just text message break. <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> "What the fuck?" Is I thought, you know, trash can. <laughs> yeah, and and I thought, you know, what, what am, what, what are we gonna do now? And then immediately. So like Steve popped in my head, and I'm like, that would be sweet. I didn't think it was a possibility at the time, but that's what I thought. So it's kind of funny that we we kind of almost, I don't want to say we rushed it, but we jumped into it knowing that it was kind of like a now or never type yeah. thing. And we did it, and uh, man, I, I, I can say, decision. yeah, I can say I'm so happy. I'm so proud of, of all this. And uh, like, I, like, I would love to be completely on the album, but like, like I said, I know I had a part of helping write it, you know, and it's like, and like, there was not going to be anything that he did that I would have done better. Like, you know, like I would have done, I do stuff a little bit differently, but like, it wasn't like going to make it. So it was like, the album was going to be any worse or better. Like, so I did, it was like, who cares? Like, just get it done. And know? then you guys were able to, to have that time then to tweak the songs, I'm sure too, once you had some of them like laid down. Well like then, that. yeah. And then we started getting into like, let's jam it. And then like, we were figuring out those things out with, between each other. But yeah, it was like, it made total sense because like, yeah, you don't, we wouldn't be having this conversation if he didn't do it then. Yeah. You know? 
and it's and it's funny too because I I feel like there's there's parts on there where I can tell like like you're an English teacher because you get kind of creative with some of the, <laughs> like, like some of the lyrics like this this album has some like awesome song titles like the art of cloud cutting like I saw that in the email I was like I can't wait to listen to this to see what it's about so but like for for you writing this um I mean there's 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 songs that that seem like and I mean I've had discussions with you where you've opened up to me a little bit about your personal life which that seems like I don't know maybe I'm way off but that came out on Chrysanthemums oh yeah and Absolutely. then like you have like an art of cloud cutting which is more of like like a spacey like like it seems like you that was just like more you were like storytelling in a few of them and I kind of like that with the record too it's like there's the personal ones and then there's like the sort of like beginning middle end songs like that's what I liked about this record yeah, I mean, like direction writing wise, I guess that's what I mean. Like, was it just whatever, whatever you were feeling at? I mean, maybe that sounds like a dumbass question, no. but but you know, sometimes bands are like, okay, this will be like a conceptual record, or well, this will be like a, this record. I mean, because it's like, like you had fun with like Assassins is like a story, yeah, versus yeah. like Chrysanthemum is like a reflection, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, um, it's not a dumb question. It's 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 literally what you said. It's at each. At the time of you know the conception of each song, and, and really what usually what I do is I write to whatever music has been put in place. We we do the music first, okay, okay, and then I structure you know things around that because there's a rhythm, and I kind of you know get into that. Um, Chrysanthemums was different because I already had this idea in my head of how I wanted to do the vocals, and it was cool to do that that song. Which is funny because it's going to be like our single. I think it's one of our our best written songs. I think it's it's one of my favorite songs personally. That song literally came together basically overnight, you know. And then there's songs like the art of cloud cutting that took months. And and you guys really switch it up in that song. It yeah, starts it goes, off, it's like one half. It's oh, like two halves. And then the, then oh, the back yeah. part of it breaks down. And it's just that. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> the 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 thing of of this is with with lyric wise. Like we talked about before, this is all about um, sharing experiences with people. So, literally, every single song... Yeah, there's one song. The only song, and it's funny because this is the one that people might think was, was actually like one of the most meaningful ones. The only one that's kind of just like, it is a story actually, is The Ghost of Time. Uh, Ghost of Time, it's not The Ghost of Time, it's Ghost of Time. Um... I'm not even going to tell you what that one's about, but because I like, here's what I like. I like people, a lot of times, I do it in a storytelling way because it's something very personal to me. Yeah. But I tell it in a way that I don't always want to, you know, tell people what to think or what to feel. I, I want them to come up with their own interpretations of what the song means, what yeah. it means to them, you know? Yeah. And I think that that's why songs like Light the Way resonate so well with people is that is countless times I can't tell you how many times different people have have um, you know pulled away something different from that song and it's amazing to it's me it's a powerful song man thank you it is I, I, it's pretty universal I think and I think everyone can kind of relate yeah it's like you know? if you're in a if you're in a spot and you need guidance or like or if you're going through a time or if like like you're losing yourself and you need to be centered again like it, it, it adapts so many ways I think that I think that's like the anatomy of a good song is like writing something that you can connect with like on a on a like visceral you know in a visceral way in a very like you know like 
like physiological way, but also like be able to go, this is an experience that I've experienced here. Yeah. Plug it in, and all of a sudden, that's how you write good songs. Is because you don't do it on purpose, but it's like shared experience. Yeah. You know, and that's like, and that's how you get. That's why people get into this music is like, because they share that, and like that's what, that's like what separates you from like. That's why I think people hate bubblegum pop that's written for that purpose is because a lot of people go fuck this like I don't connect because I know it's just bullshit like I know you don't have problems you yeah. know Maroon 5 <laughs> like it's like you don't like quit talking about it oh my girlfriend broke up with me like like wait five minutes right you know like you will get another one yeah <laughs> you know well, well and you, that that song too which one I mean uh, Light the Way like um, I mean this completely different music but like what Blackbird is to Alter Bridge on that album. I like, kind of like that type of song. I don't, kinda, I don't think I've heard that. It's that kind of reminds me of like what Light the Way is to that album. Like, is like out of all the tracks on on. I mean, like, I love these guys, so I love that band. But like, like Blackbird's a song about a, a, a friend of his that um, who's like one. He gave him his first guitar, and um, he died he's like not here anymore but it's just you know it's like let the wind carry you home blackbird fly away and like that song really resonates with people because it's like there's a loss in there but it's also like uplifting so it's completely different music but like when i heard light the way it kind of reminded me especially in the context of this record it kind of reminds me of like that's the song people will latch on to like with what steve's talking about like everybody's going to interpret it to their own experience that way right. but it's it's the lyrics are very powerful like career, I, like career change like death of a family member yeah. uh uh you know like anything like you're getting bullied in school yeah like there's like not a co- there's a common thread of like you know don't worry like yeah you know like be like be strong like don't be afraid look to this yeah. i mean you even told me there's a one oh, there's a girl who used that at her her grandma's funeral yeah know? i feel like that's a song like People who who really get into you guys, like they'll be getting that shit lyrics from that tattooed on them. If it isn't well, happening it's, uh, already, it's funny it's you not say that. Already. I wasn't gonna mention anything because again, it wasn't. It's not. I'm not trying to. Yeah. But um, one of one of our good friends, uh, he he just recently revealed to me that he went through a, a, a pretty bad situation in his life, and um, recently, and he said. That he was feeling really lonely, and that song like got him through it, which still amazes me. You know, it, yeah. it's amazing. And uh, he's a really good friend of mine, and to know that I helped anybody, but especially a friend of mine. Um, and then he told me that <clears throat> he only has one tattoo because he he refuses to get any tattoos that are trivial to him that don't mean absolutely. The only tattoo he has is on his back, and it's for his grandpa because he said his grandpa was always there from always at his back, and he just told me that. Um, he's getting the chorus of Light the Way tattooed on his other shoulder blade. Um, and he he actually asked me to help him design it. And it's, like, really, like, oh, giving me awesome. chills because it's just so cool, you know? Yeah, it's like... I can't even imagine that feeling as a musician to, to write something that means a lot to you <laughs> and then go to a show and play it and then have people sing it to you. But then to have them permanently on their body until they're put in the ground, that's crazy. I... Yeah, I re- like. I remember, I remember like the first time I ever saw someone get a tattoo of one of my bands, and I was just like, like, oh, it, like you're like, does that come off? Yeah. You're like, no, and I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> like holy shit, yeah. yeah, like you like 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 you can't even process it because it's like 
it's almost like having a kid and then someone tattooing the name of your kid on yeah. like them and you're like holy crap like, why you really love my kid <laughs> like yeah like, because it's like you like you always expect to love the music you create it's like obvious but like when someone does like I'm not getting any tattoos of my songs on my shit like like it doesn't matter how much I love a song so it's like amazing that other people connect so hard with it like you're just like wow like and whatever like whatever it means to like do it like it's awesome but then it makes it I mean and it makes it like ten times more effective on you when you perform it because yeah. um, <clears throat> I remember the first time I ever saw this I mean this is like these are all things that I'm just kind of recently experiencing because of, I mean Devil and Executive I did vocals but that was kind of like a party joke band and um, this is like something totally different and the first time I saw someone actually uh, <laughs> and it was again a friend of mine um, she a different person who had lost their grandmother like started crying at at the show and I, I knew that she had recently lost her grandmother and like I said like this one goes out to you you know and uh, dude I saw her crying, like, and her friend was, like, hugging her, like, in the middle of that song. And, like, she's been one of our best supporters ever. And I just, it was at Howard's in BG, and they have these little steps. And, like, I wasn't doing it for show. I wasn't doing, I just, I wasn't thinking about anybody else in that place at the time except for her. I was like, oh, my God. And I just, like, went down there and just hugged her because I'm like, man, like, one, it's like, I want to comfort her. But, two, I'm like, you don't even know how much this is, like, making me like I had to actually at the end of the song like I had to turn away from the audience because I was like I'm like overwhelmed with emotion right now yeah. so then I remember that every time we play or then someone else I mean Mike even this weekend like I just told two of my friends who lost someone important to them like and they were going to come to our show and they can't I was like I'd be thinking of you guys like I it's you know light the way <laughs> it's yours this weekend you know I mean it's just not that I don't, and I don't do that as like you should feel great that like you know, I should that I'm. <laughs> don't you feel better? Don't you feel better? Like, but yeah. I'm doing. I, I just I feel like they help me appreciate and and reinforce you know they they remind me. It's like how powerful this. There's like a currency with music. Like there's like an exchange of value that happens where it's like where it's like you share the experience and it's almost like like I feel you like 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 it's not like this one's for you it's like it's like i'm with you like it, it, it it's like almost a spirit on a spiritual level you know so it's like not when you're like this song's for you it's like like i plan on connecting to you in a spiritual way with the song and remember what you're going through as we yes. sing it you know because yeah i mean it's just it's a cool thing well and you know that kind of like leads us little leads me back to um when you're asking about writing the lyrics um this is a very, like, lyrically, it's a very personal album. Obviously, I think most people that, that sing are going to sing about things that are meaningful to themselves. Sometimes I like to do it in a way that's just blatantly obvious, like uh, Chrysanthemums. As a very, very specific, as specific references to points in my life that I remember, how I was feeling. And I think people can connect with that on certain levels. Like, oh my God, he yeah. lost his dogs. He he had to move out like that. Like, well, and if that, you open yourself up, you're going to get shit on eventually by somebody. Well, you know? right, and, and I mean, it happens. You know, yeah, and and but you I don't do it. But, awesome but it's you, like, like he's like 
back then. I was all. <laughs> yeah, like, you don't. You don't do it's it. It's like cool life little chapters. You don't do it in a whiny way. You do it in like a storytelling. Well, there's yeah, a difference you know between I mean. like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Like my girlfriend yeah. broke up with me versus being like, here's what I've done. It's, 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 it's a reflection song too. It's it, and I think that's I think that's what people will connect with it too because it's like. Sometimes when you go through shit, like, even if you have a bad girlfriend or a bad boyfriend, like, people keep going back to that. They have trouble letting it go. They think, oh, my God, I lost that one. But you're like, if I only knew. You know, I, I think it's like you tell the story, and then you're like, here it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's like a lesson learned type of yeah. vibe to it. I yeah. think and I think people will like that because it's not it's not preachy, you know what I mean? Well, right. And I mean, it's, pretentious it's, it's a self-reflection, but I feel like a lot of people can relate. And then, I mean... It's funny, though, because I like hearing different people's interpretations of things like The Art of Cloud Cutting. That's one of our newer ones. And people haven't really got to hear um, the lyrics in that one a lot. That, that's one thing I'm, I'm excited about, too, is for people to actually see the lyrics written out, get to listen, and kind of form their own opinions on it. And uh, one of our friends really loves The Art of Cloud Cutting because I told him, he asked me what it was about. And I told him what it's about because it's actually, believe it or not, it's not just like some crazy story. It sounds like it is, but it's like <sighs> it's about something. And I told him what it was about, and he's like, "That's what I thought." And it's actually the same guy who was going through this thing and is getting like the way tattooed. But um, sometimes I like to, like I said, do it like blatantly obvious, like chrysanthemums. Other times, the art of cloud cutting. You may just listen to it and be like, "Oh, this is a cool little story," but really, what the message is, it's kind of like light the way, but if you listen to the story, he's literally, whoever this person talking is, uh, is being attacked by Earth. The trees, the, the, the clouds, the sky, the Earth. It's like ripping him down, holding him down. And that's supposed to be just basically a metaphor for, like, sometimes you feel like everything's stacked against you. Everyone's out to get you. You can't escape. And you're just, like, thrown into this mix. And you basically just get your ass kicked. <laughs> and then... You kind of wake up, like the little mellow part, that's actually why we, you said, it went, wow, it went from this heavy, like, intense thing to, like, mellow, dreamy, you know? Yeah. I was like, that's, because that's when I start talking about, like, wait, okay, I see the light at the end of the tunnel, like, I think I'm figuring this out. And then you start walking towards it, and basically it's just a really realistic uh, version of Light the Way, because... You're never done. You know, it's never going to all be okay. Yeah. The point is, yeah. when you start walking towards this light, I actually laugh. Part of the lyric is me laughing in the song because it's, you're, oh, I found this light. I'm walking through this forest. This is great. There's I, like everything's things on. that make every, like, there's, you're always going to have trials, but, like, you find something that makes it all okay. Yeah. And then, like, the very end of the song is funny because you're going and you're, you're, you find this light at the end of the tunnel and you're like, this is great. But then, like, right as you think you're, you're all better... It starts to storm in your face again. It's always something. But eventually you just say, you know, the point is, the art of cloud cutting, that means the last lines are, uh, so, you know, I winked and I say, you know, the, the, the storm is kicking his ass, and he goes, I wink and I say, you won't stop me today. So I push my way right through that gray and see a beautiful sky, and now I'm in the right place. Which, essentially, that's just... You know what? There's all this crap in front of me, but I just gotta like cut through it and and get to what's good. And that's the art of cloud cutting. It's kind of just like sometimes you just gotta do it, you know. And you're gonna have to do it repeatedly throughout life. <laughs> and um, I mean, I, this has been awesome. I don't want to keep you guys too much longer, but I mean, like you've done a lot of records over the years. You've produced them. You've worked on them. And like you've been in different bands, and it just hasn't 
for whatever reason, there was always something where it was like we couldn't put out our collection of music. Yeah. But like, you can definitely tell the passion came out on this album. And I think whether or not people are into whatever you guys are doing, they're definitely going to feel it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if they're people who love music and don't love a specific type of music, because you're never going to reach those people. They're going to be like, oh, this band sounds like... Once Over sounds like... Yes, yeah. You get people that just want to compare things. But people who really love music, I think when they go to the shows... And you can even see it at the April show. Like, I was sitting there with my buddy Nate. And, like, he listens to everything from, like, John Legend to, like, like heavy stuff that I'll kind of get him yeah. into. Because I'm into heavy stuff. Like, there's this band, Monstro, who, who used to be in this band, Blood Simple. And it's... I remember both of and, and, like, I, I, I listen to that record, and it's it's awesome if you want to check it out but I mean so like he'll, he listens to a little bit of everything he's pretty open but we were sitting there having a couple of beers and we left the show and he was like Nate was like upbeat and he was like dude he's like he's like I fucking love Frankie's but he's like dude Tropic Bombs is like really good and like I actually told him yesterday I was interviewing you guys and he's like he's like can you give me the CD man he's like I really want to listen to that and like and I was like, well, I, I kind of want to wait until it actually comes out. And he's, I'm like, I was like, I know you're not gonna just give it to the whole world if I let you listen to it. But he's like, he's like, oh, okay, man. But like, and he really wants to go Saturday. But like, point being that like, it seems like you guys had a lot of fun making this. Like, as somebody who's just a fan of music, I mean, like I already told you about the whole music critic yeah, stuff. I think yeah. it's bullshit. And yeah. like you said, music is not something that's like win lose like a championship like sports. Yeah, it's like right. it either affects you or it doesn't. Yeah, right. and like even Eddie Vedder, like I, I've always loved Pearl Jam, and I and I and I've always loved his way with things. And I even watching their DVD, he was talking about how like when they won a Grammy or whatever, and he was like, "Thank you, but this really doesn't mean anything to me because how can you grade art? Music is art." Yeah. But. You can definitely tell the passion comes out in the album. So I mean, like, what what does it feel like, like for you to come into the mix? And obviously, you guys have been friends mm -hmm. to work with them and make this record. But to like finally get this out, like, how does that just to just to have all this lead up to this? Does it feel like it was supposed to happen this way, like with oh, all the other yeah. bands and everything? Oh yeah. I mean, I would have loved to release stuff in the other bands, but like, man, this is just the pinnacle. Like, this is at this point in my life. Like I said, we couldn't be happier with with what we're doing right now. And I mean, I, this is—I'm so proud of this. We worked—we worked really hard, obviously, um, put a lot of time into it. And this—I'm I'm proud that this is my first, like, official, like, real release to, to, to be part of this. And uh, yeah, man, it's—it's it's the way it was supposed to happen for sure. Yeah, my my take is I've released six records before um and they're all it's every it's weird because like every one of them is different and everyone's the same like they always have the same like stress level and you're always like the feeling is always the same like you're super proud of it you know um i think i'm super proud of this one because it's just so authentic to what it's supposed to be and like just knowing Ryan through the years, like I'm glad that this is his first record because I think, like, yeah, it's just like it's special. So to be able to release a record that's super, not like his other stuff wasn't special. I'm just saying, like, like, like this one is like, yeah, it feels like, yeah, that's like should be it. I would say the record was. Like, a, it, it's always a lot of work. It was a lot of work, obviously, for him. Um, 
I got it and just started mixing it and then we got it to a certain place and I would say that 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 it's a lot of work but like the initial thing is sort of like kind of like thinking of what you're going to do like oh I'm going to make spaghetti or something like it's yeah. still like there's a little bit of that in the mixing because you start to hear it all come together and you're like holy shit this is going to be good needs oregano yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh but yeah like uh I'll say that I've I I have put out quite a bit of records and every single time the like excitement and anticipation is always the same and I told him I was like dude wait till it comes in the mail and you open it up and you like open the box and you're like hands are shaking because you're so fucking nervous oh my God. and you just open it up and you're just that'll like, be next week that'll and you're just like week. you just like I swear to God every time it's the same thing you just stare there and you're like like I did it like every time and so there I think that is the pinnacle I think that for you like that'll be like the thing where you're like everything I just poured like all this shit into just actually happened like it's fucking real and that's when you're like holy fuck and then you sell them and then people learn the words like word for word and then it like then the shows get really fun and that's what I think I'm looking forward to the most it's like the show's getting really fun and it's yeah. nu- and it's nuclear honeymoon for and, and it's pronounced nuclear, right? Not yeah, nuclear. nuclear. We're not George W. Bush. Our, no, it. our, our nu- base person is nuclear. Nuclear. He gets okay. so mad though if, if I if I tell him that he gets mad and says swears uh, he does. I dude, I did it to him the other day. He just stared at me like I was a dick, and yeah, I'm like, I what? I make fun of you for practice. Yeah. I was like, Nick, I've known you since I've known Nick, our base player, since I was 14. That's ha- That's over half my life, and I was like, like I I was like. You just called it nuclear, and he looked at me. He's like, got all pissed, and I'm like, out of all the things I've ever said to Nick, and like I, he gets mad at me yeah. for nuclear. I like that you guys didn't pick a song title for that too. I mean, was it just uh, how did you come upon Nuclear Honeymoon? I know I saw this gonna wrap it up, but now that I just oh, no, that's, that. no, that's a good question. Well, I, I remember actually. Um, I don't know the specific like, but I remember we were trying to think of an album title, and we were thinking, you know, maybe it could be there could be a title track, whatever. Maybe it could be self-titled. And uh, what was one of them? One of them? Uh, delicious waves. Deli- okay, delicious waves. We talked um, about something bomb. Like we talked about, like we talked about doing block the sun. But like I, I didn't think that. I just didn't want to do that. Like lyrically, I didn't think put the that pressure it, on one song to be like. Yeah, yeah. And and it like he said, you can't sum us up with one song. But uh, nuclear honeymoon. I remember John just texted me that, and I was like, I love I that man. I saw the text. I think Hold that's on. yeah. Um, but. Actually, to, to sidetrack for a second while he's looking that up, the the most amazing thing for me about this whole thing, being that this is my first one, is that <clears throat> believe it or not, Mike. Well, Mike, you know, I'm just like you. I don't actually love to just sit and talk about myself. So that's why I say it's funny when people are like, "Oh, like, dude, you're this or that." I'm like, "Stop, man! You're actually making me like uncomfortable." No, but uh. Well, I it's, actually still live at home, so I'm not really all that cool. But no, 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 no. no. Um, it's a joke. The Mike. the <laughs> the um, the cool thing is, like, I think the thing is that's going to happen is when, like, like Steve said, when I open this up and I see a thousand of these things that are wrapped, that we put all all of us, all of us poured our hearts and souls into this, and I mean, it's not just me because I wrote the lyrics and you know I I chose what to write about. It's the, the soul and the passion is in the music, too. Like I said, I, I put the words to the music. They didn't write it around what I was having to say. They they did that on their own. And, you know, I was part of that, too, the music writing. So you, you wrote all of it? 
like the like the writing like the, the, the lyrics? lyrics yeah uh yeah mostly or yeah like it's pretty yeah, much all actually yeah i think yeah you did them all i, I did and um and i, I mean, like that, that a lot of bands like to say like oh we all helped in the lyrics it's like you all aren't feeling what I'm feeling. No, like, yeah. Like, if you want to write a story together, that's cool. I mean, that was, and that was my that's my part in the band is like just telling the story, and, and like a lot of times, I that's the one place where I do like to talk about myself because I'm not saying, hey, listen to what happened to me or listen to what I'm doing. I'm saying like, some of you guys out there are gonna understand, and it comforts me. It might comfort them. I mean, like obviously with things like light the way, and I think what's gonna happen is I'm gonna see this and say. I can't believe people donated to to this thing where in the booklet, in the art, you know, we made all the art ourselves and everything. And I, when you look at the lyrics page and like even on the front cover and the thank yous and everything, I hand wrote them all and we scanned them in because this is such a personal That's thing cool. yeah. that I just was like, I'm not going to pick a font. I just <laughs> want to write this down because when I, when I say like, thank you so and so like I want to feel like I'm really like writing them a thank you note almost you know what I mean and I think that it's so personal to me because I'm like that's my handwriting I recognize it most people wouldn't because why the hell would they but I do and I, those are the things that I wrote about things that happened in my life and that there's people coming out to pay money to buy this and listen to it and come and say it back to me and uh, you know, support all of us. Like that's going to be really overwhelming. I mean, I can't even imagine. It's going to take it to a whole new level. And I'm thankful that it even matters to people. It's. I don't think uh, I or you know. I mean, not that I don't love the guys, but I don't think any of us. We're no different than any other people. We just. It's it's great and and <clears throat> the best thing about this when I look back on it, I think the thing that's going to really get me and like choke me up is that. Not only do I get to tell, I basically express feelings about, you know, my views and, and different things that have happened throughout the course of my life, but there's something about playing in a band with these specific five other guys that have known me for years, have have seen me go through, like, even if at this point, because... They haven't seen the lyrics all written out. I mean, now, like, obviously, Steve's heard them a million times because he's been mixing them. Like, they get it. They're, they're seeing the lyrics. And even if it's not blatantly obvious, they know. And yeah. some of them, I mean, Chrysanthemums, the part where I'm talking about losing my dogs in my home and I'm, I'm moving out of my place suddenly, Nick was there on his birthday. I didn't even know it was his birthday. He helped me move out all day. Like, these guys have seen me go through everything. They've seen me when I'm down. They've seen me when I'm, like, elated and just so happy. Like, and they've been part of this. They're a big part of my life. So the greatest thing is not only to have wrote these songs with them, uh, written these songs with them, and get to play, you know, on the album with them, but... When I'm up there on stage and I'm like expressing these things, I feel like I have I'm invincible because I have five guys that have just been there for me throughout my life, just right behind me, like helping me express that, and that's like a really special feeling. That's I'm really really lucky to have that. Yeah, it's not just a band; it's it's a family that t- entertains people. I guess. <laughs> it's um. I think what's cool about music too is it's it's timeless. Like when you look at work, like I mean. To, I mean, to an extent, like, you always have a history of your work, but, like, yeah. when you create music, like, it's, that'll be there till the yeah. Beatles people are still listening yeah. to. Even if, 
even if even if you weren't like like what Steve was talking about, if you weren't like an MTV band, like you'll always know that you created that at that point in your life, and it's not going anywhere. And especially with the digital age now, that that'll always be there. I think that's kind of a cool. Because everything else, I don't know. I'm not trying to sound like I'm like, like token here, but for real, like everything that we do in life has like a beginning and end. Like this interview, your life, yeah. your job day to day. Like music is, it's fucking timeless. It'll be it's there infinite. for for yeah. kids. You like know. a thousand years from now, because yeah. of the digital era, like they can listen to. There's the way that yeah. There's yeah. the way that we are listening to it right now. So that's that's like a pretty that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I I think the thing is to make music that that's why I think it's so important to make music you actually care about than to make music for another reason because, uh, you know, when you're 80 and you can't do it anymore, are you going to want to be proud of what you did regardless of how successful you got in terms in eyes of other people or do you want to write music that you really love and you're proud of and like you can listen to it anytime because there's been things I've done that I I like listen to now and go and then there's things I've done that I'm just like I can always be proud of that like there's like and so I think if you pour your heart and soul into doing those things just you know being what you want to be because you want to be it and doing and like busting your ass to do a good job then you'll always be proud of it and like that's more important I think um February 15th he thought of it Nuclear Honeymoon so John just thought of the best album Nuclear Honeymoon yeah John was just like the Listen romantic would be, the cover would be like a romantic scene of a couple kissing under a tropical sunset with a stealth bomber. We were talking about shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's like it, I was actually at Colin's house watching his dogs. Thinking about what you fools think. Yeah, that's me. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah so, so February fifteenth. Yeah. So it's it's July tenth, and uh, where can people? I hate I hate to end it like like a radio in it. Like, so no. where can they check it out, guys? No, but this will good be, stuff. I would, hopefully, I would, this I would, will be I would say we would want well. them to know where they yeah. can. Yeah. So after all that, please do whatever you can to not tell them where to get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is what it? Think? It's July tenth. July tenth. Is that July iTunes? Because iTunes usually comes well, out. Yeah, I, I think that'll be available later. But I know. <laughs> So Locally, physically. physically, I mean, who pressed them? By the way, I'm just thinking while we're Oasis. Oasis. Oasis That's where you guys come get pressed. Okay. Um, and you have like a thousand like CDs that they that they press. How many did you get? Yeah, we got a thousand. And uh, one of one of the things about like we don't actually know exactly right at this point. We we haven't. I, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be some stores around here. Like you could probably Culture say Clash Culture Clash. Um, sure, I would shaking street like they'll be like we'll, we'll yeah we'll have them they're and gonna also, be in culture clash on yeah they almost have to and also I mean uh, one of the one of the things is that we do is we realize like we're not gonna be in Best Buy we're not gonna be you know it if people are comfortable they can always go to our Facebook page and send us a message or write on our wall and if they want to buy one then we'll we'll meet up with them and, and sell them the CD because we like talking to the people and we love doing it. I mean, they're yeah. gonna be ten bucks. And Nick did CD Baby, right? I don't. It comes I, with Oasis. Yeah, I, I think it might. Be. So like, they'll be on CD Baby. So wherever you are in the entire world, you can order them and they'll get sent to you, just like right in the mail. Yeah, I know Spotify. I, I don't think you can buy it off there, but I think we'll, we'll, we'll be on it. we'll be on Spotify. Yeah. Um, You'll be on everything. In yeah, iTunes. we'll be iTunes. we'll be everywhere, and uh, 
if if they're local and they want to get it here, I mean, they can even just give us their address, or we you know, we can ship it. There's, you can get your hands on it if you want to get your hands on it. Find us on Facebook. We'll get the most safe thing to say is probably all local record stores. Yeah, because that the way it doesn't name anybody. That's like, well, I didn't say I'm gonna. Yeah, but, and like Allied's not around anymore, right? Uh, they might be actually. Yeah, well, sure. we'll just we'll put them in all local record stores. Local record stores. That's what we always did, and it covers a basis. So like Ramallah or uh, like Shaked Street and Culture Clash. It's kind of like the only two left, really. Yeah. But, um, in there, and then yeah, like if you give them the Facebook information, then they. Can, they wanna know they can ask. Are you guys Facebook.com slash tropic bombs? Yes. Okay. So they can yeah, they can we're really like you know good about we check that all the time. So people wanna meet up like that's what we're doing right now. We're selling tickets. I met up with someone at Fallen Timbers the other yesterday to sell them tickets, you know. So I love I, I, I can't wait for as many people as you know imaginable hopefully to hear our our music so if they want to and they can't find it in a store or whatever they can get a hold of us and we'll we'll deliver it to them mail Sweet. it to them whatever well you guys thank you so much man oh thanks this man. is awesome no Appreciate absolutely, it. No, absolutely thank you, man. Ryan. always a pleasure cool. I, sure, think, man. I think there's like a cool story and a cool vibe about yeah. it you know just because like there's a lot of bands that like just meet each other and like start a band and then it's like yeah. a, you know they get it, they're in there for like a year but like we've like you know, known each other for freaking ten years. Like I've sang and like done f- like like Promise of Tomorrow. Like I like did guest vocals. Uh, yeah, he even like did in Tropic Bombs like at their CD release show. He I did like guest stage. vocals for Tropic Bombs. I came up with once over. He's done guest vocals with one. Like it's <laughs> like it's you couldn't blend two like bands more together. So yeah. Actually, one time we made a uh, back in the Promise of Tomorrow days, we yeah. made a joke song. Steve and I just recorded it. So it was, it was once over and promise of tomorrow, right? And me and Ryan <laughs> did a song together just for fun, and it was called and the band was called Once the Promise is Over. <laughs> yeah. There's still a picture of us on. And the song was called Like right. on Trail. It was all about the. Yeah, it was just so. I mean, yeah, but it was been, like a hardcore song. We've been, you know, fusing <laughs> together. Basically, I, I was super excited to basically combine uh, the guys I've always played with, and then the guys I've always watched play, and like been like man what if we could like combine forces and then basically we just combined forces and we're like oh god yes my sister has uh <laughs> i have it on my ipod i have promise of tomorrow on my ipod yes. my sister my sister had that from uh, that blew when she was my in mind. high school and there was something at the end of it where i think i don't know who's on it but there's like definitely like a i don't Is know it brad the, talking about shitting there's a there's like a it might have been after the track My Fallen Angel or something like that and then it like goes and then it's like a couple minutes and then it goes into like whoever's in the studio and then there's like a hardcore it, it sounds like it's like a once over riff wait is did we put it at the end of it I don't know I, I have it I have it on oh here play it. I don't know dude this is ridiculous can you I'll be able in? to tell you yeah. my... I'll be able to tell you once I hear it <laughs> We did some stupid stuff. So yeah, face, Facebook.com slash Tropic Bombs, and I'm not very tech savvy, but once I get the ball rolling for all this, I'll make sure to put up links. So, oh, awesome. Hold thank on. you, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me, let me see. You want a balloon, don't you, Mikey? <laughs> no, not again. Please. 
Oh, man. Uh, I just, I, I'm on that Pennywise kick today, man. I'm definitely on that kick. But anyway, it's Halloween, man. You got to have a little bit of fun. I'm going to try to get out this weekend and have a little fun. I don't have any weddings or anything. And uh, we got big football games tonight, our final games of the season. And uh, But Saturday night, I'm going to try and, uh, uh, you know, put on the uh, the uh, the ugliness that I am. Are they doing trick-or-treat on Saturday? Since uh, even though Halloween's on a isn't Halloween will be on a uh, what's what's today? It'll be on a Wednesday, right? Friday's the twenty sixth. That's today. So Halloween twenty seven, twenty eight. So Halloween will be Wednesday night. Yeah, yeah, they'll do it on Wednesday night. They will do it on yeah. Wednesday night. Do you still pass out candy? Oh sure. Do you? Oh yeah. Do you? No. <laughs> oh, that's gross. So you were yeah, going, you're going in a weird direction. I know. There. Just what, you know, I figured we were all you were doing the clown thing, so. I... Yeah, it didn't sound very good. Yes, as a matter of fact. I am the eater of worlds and of <laughs> children, and you are next. Great. Boy, that movie, dude, that that was one of those things <clears throat> that you see as a child that just gets imprinted yeah. in your, you know what I mean, yeah. in your psyche. Like, it was just, I, I mean, I, I all I got to say is that if and when I have my future kids, I'm going to be all about the boobage. <laughs> they are going to see... They're going to see nips. They're going to see full-on boob before they ever see a clown with fangs that wants to eat them via If you, if the TV you YouTube uh, kids afraid of clowns or scary clowns or something with kids, there's like nine bazillion things oh, yeah. in there. Everybody, oh, yeah. all these kids are afraid of clowns. Oh, the commentary on uh, on it. I watch it sometimes because I, I, I'm nerdy like that. I like to watch the uh, the movie commentaries and stuff. Yeah. And they were the the guys were even talking about uh, you know people's fear of clowns. And the one guy was saying, well, it's it's legitimate because you fear that if they get close enough to you, they will eat you. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they Tim Curry did such a good job though. That was just such a creepy. creepy He's got thing. a new movie coming out right now too, doesn't he? I think so. I think so. I don't know the name. He's been doing a lot of. I think he's been doing a lot of TV stuff. A lot of the animation stuff too, and uh, I can't think of the name of it now. You got me. He's right? an incredible thespian, yes. though. The yeah. dude can do a lot. Of, I mean, going all the way back, that was him, and uh, he was the centerpiece to Rocky Horror Picture Show, wasn't he? Oh yeah, that was him. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he's unbelievable, and he's done some uh, some old school, um, you know. Listen to me, my, my uh, new age talk, you know. But basically, like I I don't know about like medieval times and stuff, but he's done like uh, like stuff that's gone back to like old English period stuff, you know. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's a really really good actor, and of course, he was in uh, Home Alone too, which is uh, one of the good memories from my childhood uh, <laughs> that didn't involve a scary clown. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, so. Uh, everybody, if you're going out for Halloween, and uh, especially this weekend in Toledo, there's some fun stuff going on. Uh, make sure you be safe. If you're going to drink, make sure you got a designated driver. I mean, I'm not trying to be your mama or your daddy, but some of you may well, have. Well, I am, so I'll be your mama and your daddy. Yeah, and he's 6'5", 260, so picture that. All right? Don't, yeah. Don't screw with him. Be smart. We want you around. He looks like Frankenstein all the time. Yes. And, Mike, I mean that in the best way. I know. And I you know. don't screw with Frankenstein. That's right. But yeah, make sure Herman tonight. Munster. Herman Munster. Right. I know my hair when it when it used to get poofy when I was a kid. My mom used to say it looked like Eddie Munster. Yeah, I'll be. Uh, we'll, we'll be going getting the, the number two cut today, which will get a cut way back. I just oh, haven't had time to go get the my num- hair cut. You get the number two. I think number I'm gonna two. get. I think I'm gonna get a four. I I need to get my mop cut, but I, I kind of like wearing two. it a little bit longer when I it's cold. Like it I want it short. I want it short. I'm not out to impress women anymore. So no, my my, my women impressing days are over. So I'm. Uh, so who are you trying to impress now? I don't really care. 
I don't try to impress him either, and I'm like 24. I mean, I, I take a shower once or twice a week. I mean, no, yeah. I take a shower every yeah. day. I look pretty good. I'm well, not, that way you get the I'm natural a, scent going. You know, you get that caveman scent. Some I'm of them not dig a that, flashy you know? dresser. I never was. I don't have a flashy car. Uh, I have five TV shows I do a week. You know, that's where I try to impress people. And it doesn't, so I, eh, whatever. You just described the life of a porn director. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You don't have a flashy car. You got a rickety old van. You're doing five quote unquote TV shows. <laughs> you don't dress flashy, which means you probably dress in the you know the tacky gold sure. chains. And sure. no, you want to no. do modeling, baby? Yes. Hey, baby, you want to do some modeling? Uh huh. Get into my rickety van. That's creepy. Uh, but yeah, so have everybody have fun for Halloween. Uh, the last time I trick or treated, believe it or not, I was 12 years old. 12 years old. I stopped. I stopped after uh, sixth grade. That's probably about a good time. You know? But it, it's kind of weird now because you know, when the door, there, there's like old older people. Yeah. In. It's like they need the protein or something. Yeah, you're like, dude, you got a beard. Uh, you, you shouldn't have given up on this back in 86. I, I, you know? It's like, <laughs> trick or treat. And I'm like, really? Yeah. Really? Did they let you out of the... the well, that's know, why you have the two bags of candy, see? Yeah. That's where you have the 99-cent bags of candy, <laughs> and then you have the good stuff. Those and like... You try to save the good stuff for the little, cutest little kids. Yeah, you know? yeah. And if it's just, you know, some guy and he puts a red dot on his face or something, you, you give him one of those yucky suckers. Do you have any good memories from Halloween back in the day? As a DJ know. or anything, did you do any? Uh, you do any parties I have, or anything actually, like that? Actually, a bad memory. I was DJing a party at uh, at uh, uh, French Quarter, and it was a, around the pool, and it was a uh, it was a uh, uh, big costume party and everything. And uh, about four or five of my friends decided I was going in the pool that night, uh. and I wasn't going in the pool. <laughs> and they went in the pool. I didn't go in the pool. But when they la- when they thought they got me and I landed, I landed on the side of the pool right on my elbows, Ugh. and I chipped a bone in my in my. I, I thought I broke my. I thought I broke my wrist, you know, or my uh, my my. Uh, what the hell is there right there? The, sh- the shoulders connected to the front forearm. Well, anyways, they went <laughs> in the water. I didn't go in, and that's uh, that was all it. You know. But I still have bone chips in there. These these were your once. friends. Yeah, I was about right. your age. And, uh, they wanted to throw you in yeah, the pool. Yeah, they thought they were going to be really tough, hard stuff, and it just didn't. Did work you, that you way. get any hot chicky dudes to take care of you that night? You know, hey, honey, I got a chipped elbow. Want to buy me a drink and I think I could have been. Some music. <laughs> I could have been a little bit in love back then. I probably was still a little in love. Yeah, yeah. There was, was a girl at the time that had your was, uh, yeah, had was. your heart in her hands. Yeah, she all through my twenties. Never let them get it in your hands until you're sure. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I've learned in my young age. I, I yeah. yeah, and you want to learn something from my fifty year old old age? Yeah, don't let them take take it for granted. Yeah, that's what happened. That's a big one. I I learned that now the first I'm time around. Be that mean old man in the neighborhood that all the kids are scared of. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and I'm always out raking my lawn and watering the lawn, you know, and yelling at the kids for not for stepping on my lawn. That's what I'm going to be. Really, you're yeah. going to be that guy? Uh, no, probably not. You're going to be. I, I see. I, I'm going to be the guy that uh, I don't know. I feel like I'll be a. I'll, I'll be. I'll definitely discipline my kids because I think you need to. But I'll be. A, I think I'd be a goofy dad though too. 
you know. I don't want to be there. You can't be your kid's friend. You can be friendly with your kid. You can't be their friend. If you try to be their friend, they're not going to respect you. Don't you know? miss anything. Make sure you try not to, when they're playing CYO, this, that, and everything, be there. My mom, has, she has these moments sometimes where she she, she, she has like these like uh, like Dalai Lama like <laughs> moments of clarity. It's really weird. And the other night I was eating dinner and uh, we were talking and uh, she was like, Mike, I, I think um, it just came to me. It, it just came to me, you know. Like she's a medium. I'm seeing, I'm seeing pizza, and I'm seeing a, a pink race car, and a girl named Susie. No, she didn't say that. Um, <laughs> uh, she said she goes. I, I just I feel like you're gonna have girls. Oh like, boy! And I was like, I, I, I was like, Mom, I love women, but I don't want little girls. They're I don't tough. know. I don't know, man. I raised one all by myself with no help from nobody, and that's what's made me the crotchety old man that I am today. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like I used to be a party monster, man. I had fun. I think I think <laughs> girls. I don't know, man. I, I think that's it's that's the society today. It's tough. It's society tough to raise today. a girl. It is tough to raise a girl. Yeah. Boys, if they got the right amount of t- is testosterone in them, they're out playing football. They're out playing basketball. They're out beating the crap out of their friends. Their friends are beating the crap out of them, and you bring them home and you put a bandaid on it, and it's done. The real reason I don't want to have girls is is something one of my one of my very first bosses told me. And uh, when you hear this quote, you know he wasn't a politically correct guy, but he was just like. <laughs> Because he had boys, and he was like, he's like, hey, you know what, man? When you got a boy, you only got to worry about one dick. Yeah. When you got a girl, you got to worry about all the dicks. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember that scared the crap out of me when I was 17. I was like, dude, I don't want to have girls. Yeah. But you know what? No, if I have girls and uh, they hear this one day, uh, I love you guys very, very much. Daddy's here. Um, <laughs> but I will. I will. I will. T- I, if I have girls, that's good. But, but it was just weird, though, because Mike, Mike, you're going to have girls. It was just like this moment of clarity. I was like, "What are you? T- where did that come from?" So I, I guess I'm having girls, Mike. Well, but anyway, maybe in five years. I mean, they've almost got it set, so you can pretty much pick your gender. Yeah, that you could just go to the hospital and say, "Yeah, I want a boy." Dude, that's messed up. I I know. I'm just up. telling you. That you know what's also scary is everybody's getting ultrasounds now, like way too early, dude. That's me- that's not good for that baby, man. Really? Yeah, they're going to these clinics because they want to find out what the sex of the kid is. I mean, you shouldn't have that jelly and that stuff going into your tum tum that early on. See, nobody educates anybody on this kind of crap. We're all focused on stupid stuff, you know, click it or ticket and all this crap. You know, not to sound like uh, Adam Carolla and start getting on a rant here but i mean it's seriously it's like right the stuff you hear about on tv is usually the stuff that has to do with what money right it's not stuff like hey young moms or moms in general i know you're excited you want to get the uh the baby's den ready or whatever but don't go get an ultrasound you know three months into your pregnancy because it's not good for the the growing being that's in your body to have uh, jelly on your stomach and crap radiation and all all yeah, that, that crap going cool. into your stomach dude i don't want to did you did you find out by the way with Haley? did you find out the sex before or did you guys want it to be a surprise uh we we knew we knew we yeah knew, but it wasn't early I yeah mean, we knew later into the pregnancy obviously but, yeah uh um yeah we knew i think i want to be surprised i it's I know it's hard because you want to know. Well, yeah. You want to. You really. You want to know. But I. F- I feel like it'd be so much more fun if it's a surprise. You get a couple of names picked out for a guy, a couple for a girl, and then a the moment comes and it's like, all right, let's see what's up. I kind of. I kind of want it to be a surprise a little bit. I don't know. 
because everybody's like, well, we have to plan stuff. Well, what the hell do you really got to plan? It's either baby blue or pink. Okay. Is that that friggin' hard? I mean, and first of all, if even if you have a boy, like he's probably not going to want baby blue forever. And if you have a girl, <laughs> well, they, I mean, like they have the showers and everything. That's where they you, you, get, yeah. you get a lot of stuff from people. <laughs> you yeah. may talk the way you are now, but you know you can get thousands of. Th- I cannot believe we are on this tangent. How we got to talking about girls and, and kids, babies. yeah. But uh, and this all started from uh, clowns eating kids. Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing started. That's just how our minds work. Uh, well, anyway, yeah, um, wrap this beast up. Anyway, anyway, if you have girls, make sure you raise them right. If you have kids in general, just be a parent. All right, kids. Ah! Kids need their parents, even if they're Frankenstein's like Mike, who just let out his Frankenstein <laughs> roar. So, if you go no out this weekend, That's have fun. And uh, enjoy yourself, but don't have too much fun. Make sure you have a designated driver if you do have a designated driver. And tonight, once again, remember, is night one of Frankie's Halloween extravaganza. Friday, headlined February 20, or November, or October 26th. Man, you went from February. <laughs> <laughs> well, before you know it, it will be February, November. It's crazy. But tonight, Friday, October 26th, tonight, is night one of Frankie's Halloween extravaganza. Headlined by Tropic Bombs, also featuring El Blanco Diablo, Mr. Perps, and the Absinthe-Minded and Earth Below Us. Doors are at 9 Ticks are $5 if you're 21 and over. $7 if you're under 21 because you ain't drinking. And uh, all ages are welcome. Once again, to check out Tropic Bombs' new record, Nuclear Honeymoon, go to iTunes.com, type in Tropic Bombs. You will find the record. You can also find them on Facebook.com slash Tropic Bombs. Uh, they update that all the time. And uh, if you're if you're like, oh, yeah, where's it? Frankie's is at 308 Main Street on the east side in Toledo. And uh, go to frankiesinnercity.com uh, to check out uh, more of their concert dates as well. Uh, those guys over there, Cody at Verso Group and uh, uh, the guys in Innovation Concerts as well, um, Brock and all them. Uh, it's, it's As a writer locally, I, I couldn't ask for better. PR guys to work with because they're they're uh, always letting me know uh, what shows are coming up and whatnot and uh, they're they're good dudes to work with so if you're going to the show tonight have a good time and also remember uh, check us out ToledoFreePress.com ToledoSportsNetwork.com you can check out the uh, the local high school games that we do locally you can see what we act like when we act like civilized men and not crazy thirteen uh, year old boys sitting in the back of class like how we are when we do this <laughs> podcast and uh, you can also Twitter me at mbauman five M-B-A-U-M-A-N, and that's the number five, not spelled out. Uh, I get on there and tweet uh, story links to stuff that I've done and uh, every now and again some random uh, goofy thoughts uh, of mine because I'm a little whimsical and just a little goofy. And uh, remember, this podcast, Bomb's Breakdown, is available for free on iTunes. So uh, if you love the show, it really helps me out if you subscribe because that allows iTunes to track how many listeners that I have. And, uh, and uh, you know, that, that helps the thing grow and, and get out to more and more people. And, uh, you know, so far it's, it's uh, for being a nobody in terms of, you know, not being famous or on TV or anything like that. Uh, the channel's gotten uh, several hundred uh, views now. Well, I should, yeah, it's over 300 views, close to getting to 400 views. So after five weeks, I, I think that's that's not too bad for a little dude from Toledo or Ohio. Um, but yeah, and you can also always visit bombersbreakdown.podbean.com. So with that being said, I want to give you some more music from Tropic Bombs because that's what's awesome about having a local artist on here is uh, I get to do that for you. And this 
particular song is one that uh, you guys heard about in the interview just a little bit ago, and it's it's one that's probably been their most, I would say, inspiring track so far uh, to, to a lot of different people who have listened to it, to the point where some people, as you heard, have even gotten uh, tattoos uh, bearing Tropic Bombs already, which is uh, crazy when you think about where they've come in just a short period of time that people would want to permanently put them on their body that shows you the kind of passion they have for tropic bombs music and also uh the passion that comes out in tropic bombs music but uh this particular song is uh i I think it's a track that uh, you guys are definitely going to enjoy and uh people locally have already have already really really latched onto it and uh the reaction uh in the mood uh, of of uh the venue when they're playing this song uh it's it's doesn't doesn't get as buck as Tropic Bomb likes to say, but uh, it is uh, one of those songs that uh, you definitely feel when you hear it. So, without further ado, once again, have fun on Halloween. Be safe, everybody. And remember, keep the faith and be kind to one another. And here it is, Light the Way, from Tropic Bomb's debut record, Nuclear Honeymoon. Peace.